Lorraine Vivian Hansberry was a playwright and writer. She was the first African-American female author to have a play performed on Broadway. Her best-known work, the play A Raising in the Sun, highlights the lives of black Americans living under racial segregation in Chicago. The title of the play was taken from the poem Harlem by Langston Hughes. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? When it was first produced in 1959, The Raising in the Sun was awarded New York Drama Critics Circle Award for that season and hailed as a watershed in American drama. A pioneering work by an African-American playwright, the play was a radical new representation of black life. The New York Times said, this is a play that changed American theater forever. Lorraine Hansberry wrote A Raising in the Sun using inspiration from her years growing up in the segregated south side of Chicago. Her father, Carl Augustus Hansberry, was a crusader against that very segregation. At the heart of Hansberry's A Raising in the Sun is the universal message of the desire for social progress amid the differing opinions on how to achieve it. A Raising in the Sun is a play about an African-American family aspiring to move beyond segregation and disenfranchisement in 1950s Chicago. Set in the aftermath of World War II, the younger family is facing its own war against racism in Chicago slums. Single mother Lena Younger, her daughter Benita, her son Walter, his wife Ruth, their son Travis, squeeze into a rundown two-bedroom apartment. According to our account, that's five people in a space built for three. Not only do these characters feel confined by their physical home space, they also feel restricted by the social roles they have been assigned. For example, socially progressive Benita studies to become a doctor, despite the financial strain it puts on the low-income family. Walter works as a chauffeur for a white man, but he dreams of opening a liquor store with his buddies and making more money for his family. His wife Ruth draws no attention to her own desires, cleaning up after the rest of the family members as well as the houses where she works. Toward the beginning of the play, we learn that Ruth is pregnant, which only complicates the family situation. The family is not affluent enough to provide for another life, so Ruth prepares to abort her child. But the youngers have a chance at a new beginning. When the play opens, the youngers are about to receive an insurance check for $10,000. This money comes from the deceased Mr. Younger's life insurance policy. The metric of the family, the mother wants to buy a house to fulfill a dream she shared with her husband. Her son Walter Lee would rather use the money to invest in a liquor store with his family. He believes that the investment will solve the family's financial problems forever. Walter's wife Ruth agrees with Mama, however, and hopes that she and Walter can provide more space and opportunity for their son Travis. Finally, Benita, Walter's sister and mama's daughter, wants to use the money for her medical school tuition. She also wishes that her family members were not so interested in assimilating into the white world. Benita instead tries to find her identity and looking back to the past and to Africa. As the play progresses, the youngers clash over their competing dreams. Ruth discovers that she is pregnant but fears that if she has the child, she will put more financial pressure on her family members. When Walter says nothing to Ruth's admission that she is considering abortion, Mama puts a down payment on a house for the whole family. She believes that a bigger, brighter dwelling will help them all. This house is in Claiborne Park, an entirely white neighborhood. 
When the younger's future neighbors find out that the youngers are moving in, they send Mr. Lindner from the Clybourne Park Improvement Association to offer the youngers money in return for staying away. The youngers refuse the deal, even after Walter loses the rest of the money to his friend Willie Harris, who persuades Walter to invest in the liquor store and then runs off with his cash. In the meantime, Benita rejects her sweeter George Murchison, whom she believes to be shallow and blind to the problems of race. Subsequently, she receives a marriage proposal from her Nigerian boyfriend, Joseph Asagai, who wants Benita to get a medical degree and move to Africa with him. Benita does not make her choice before the end of the play, though. The youngers eventually move out to the apartment, fulfilling the family's long-held dream. Their future seems uncertain and slightly dangerous, but they are optimistic and determined to live a better life. They believe that they can succeed if they stick together as a family and resolve to defer their dreams no longer.